I have something brand new that I'm super excited to share with you. It's called the Community Creators Hub, and I've made it just for you. You can search through every episode of this podcast by keyword, download all of my favorite guides and resources, and find all of my recommended tools for community creators. And the best part? It's completely free. Just go to Community Creators Hub, that's Community Creators Hub, H-U-B.com to get your free access. A few years ago, I was speaking at an event when I met our guest today. Since then, I have received multiple personal, intentional messages from him. Those messages are his secret superpower that has allowed him to build unforgettable, memorable connections both in business and in life. It's led to him getting almost a 100% open rate on any message that he sends and hundreds of thousands of dollars in business, although that's not his purpose. He's going to share with you the power of expressing appreciation, and I really want you to pay attention to this because although he's going to talk about it from the perspective of one-on-one relationships, it completely applies to how we help customers feel seen and valued. I cannot wait for you to meet my friend and nine-time TEDx speaker, Blake Fly. This is for you, the online business owner who wants to maximize your profit and multiply your impact. I'm Shanna, host of the Community Creators Podcast. I've spent over a decade helping top brands and entrepreneurs create thriving communities that increase their reach, retention, and revenue. This podcast is where I share my best insights and invite you into conversations with the world's leading community creators and cultivators. So grab your favorite mug, fill it up, and let's get started. Blake, I am so glad to be hanging out with you. This is a long-awaited conversation, so thanks for being here. I'm excited too. Yeah, I feel like we've been back and forth for years, and this one, we get to really drop in. Yeah, and I love it. For those of you that don't know Blake, Blake is like the king of sending you these really thoughtful, intentional messages that just pop up out of the blue. And you're like, Blake is thinking about me. How awesome is that? It's really a superpower that he's honed and learned how to share with other people so that they can also build those really meaningful connections. And I think it's perfect timing because I'm not sure if it's going to release before this episode or after this episode, I'm not sure where it falls, but I just recorded an episode about the book, The Power of Moments, and how important it is to create these points of elevation and connection and how that generates lasting memories. And as a business owner, as a brand, to be asking the question of like, how can I be top of mind? How can I create experiences that build lasting connection with me, with my brand, and doing it in a way that feels really genuine and authentic? It's totally in line with what we're doing from a community perspective on this podcast, but you are the king of it. So I'm super glad that you're here. Well, thanks for that high compliment. I received that. Yeah, I love it. Okay. So before we dive in, share with us what is your favorite community you've ever been a part of and what you loved about it? One of the random things about my personal history is that once upon a time, I lived with 6,000 roommates. What? And that is because in university, like a lot of people, in my first year, I moved into residence and there was about 600, 700 people in the building. 
And towards the end of the year, my buddies on my floor were like, okay, let's all go look for houses. We're going to look for a house for next year. Let's go, Blake. I'm like, guys, I am not looking for a house. What are you talking about? Like residences for first year. I'm like, look, I got hopefully 75 more years to live off campus. I want to stick around in residence all through university because I love it here. And so I literally lived in a student residence building for all four years of university. And then I got hired to be a manager of student residences for the following three years as my first sort of grown-up job with a salary and benefits back before I started my business. So I lived in residence at a university for almost a decade, which was about 6,000 roommates over the years. To this day, still think that's the favorite community I've ever been a part of because there's just not a lot of times in life where you're sort of fighting the same fight with a lot of other people and you're on the same sort of calendar. You're going through the same life experiences, similar new sort of demons to tackle, whether it be school or relationships or whatever. And plus, it was like a mini, mini version of just the world. I mean, super diverse, people from all over the world and you're eating together, you're living on the same floor, you brush your teeth together. It's kind of like summer camp, but all year long. And at a time in life where you're super independent, but you have no idea how to be independent. So I have cherished those years and kind of built my whole business based on lessons learned in that time in my life. Yeah, it's really fascinating because I interviewed Matt Gartland, the CEO of Pat Flynn's Smart Passive Income Community recently. And he shared the same thing. He was an RA. He was a resident advisor in a dorm. And he is a community builder through and through, just like you are. And he talked about how impactful that time was. And I think, you know, it's kind of fascinating because we're moving in this time in the world when people are questioning whether their kids should go to college. And I'm definitely one of those people. You know, we're the homeschool family who's like, oh, you don't really know to go to college. It's fine. But I'm like, they need the experience. So how do we build the dorm life, campus life experience for all of these creative or entrepreneurial kids that aren't going to go to college? They don't want to fork over the 20K or whatever astronomical amount it is these days to go to college, but yet they deserve and would really benefit from that 6,000 roommate experience and that that campus life experience, it really shapes who a person becomes, not just in their family, having their own family, how they live with other people, but also in business and relationship building. I have no idea what the future will look like. I mean, my wife and I are pretty new parents. We got very tiny ones at home, but I have no clue <laughs> what community, what campus, what school will look like in a decade. But what I do know is that for me, that was literally what I got a degree in. Everyone's like, oh, what'd you go to school for? I'm like, I went to school for residence life. That is what I went there for because it was the backbone to everything I'm up to now. We'll get into your secret sauce in a bit, but how did it impact where you took your speaking career? Because you're like a nine time, I think now TEDx speaker, which is incredible. You have a lot of experience in the speaking world. So how did that experience in the dorms impact what you ended up doing for speaking? Well, there was this thing that I had to do as an RA, which for those who are new to it, residence advisors. That was my part-time job in university. Like the guy on Team Flynn, I got to meet him. We'll rock out on residence life. 
one of the things we needed to do was a floor meeting every week. So every Tuesday night, we had to basically just get our floor mates, which was like 20 or 30 people sitting in the hallway and you just have a meeting. It's like, hey, so uh, there's going to be a fire drill on Thursday and like, hey, people need to take their dishes back to the dining hall. Just random <laughs> updates about whatever. And a lot of my fellow RAs hated leading floor meetings, just hated it. I loved leading floor meetings. Like, oh, we'll get music. Well, at one point I got dry ice, which apparently was not acceptable and a total safety hazard. I'm like, yeah, we can have like some fog machines going. So I loved floor meetings, which basically showed me, okay, I guess I like presenting. And some of my colleagues were like, hey, if you do my floor meetings, like I'll do your paperwork. And I thought, I love you because I hate paperwork. So that evolved over time and people kept sort of saying, hey, you like to speak. Can you volunteer here? Can you speak here? Can you like do this fire safety training thing? There's a lot of fire safety in residence at a university. So when I graduated, I volunteered to be the one who would hire the speakers who would come speak at campus every year, which basically gave me permission in my then job to spend five, six hours a week on the phone with speakers which meant I kind of ran like a underground podcast of, so how'd you get into speaking? And what do you speak about? What do you charge? Why do you love this? Oh, do you have a family? How often do you travel? You're on the road. Everyone's like, wow, you ask a lot of questions. Like All requirements of getting the gig. Right. So I had done that for a few years. I built rapport with these speakers. Some of them I said, hey, look, is this like a volunteer thing? Do you do this as your main gig? And when I realized some of these people, their whole business was traveling around as a speaker, I thought that could be cool. And so I literally just basically <laughs> became a bit of a stalker for finding a speaking mentor. Anytime I met speakers and some of those people, like 15 years later, are still some of my dearest mentors and now friends. And they came to our wedding. But it all began from this place of this time has been so good to me. University. And it is so short of a window in life. And most of my peers didn't figure out the power of that place until graduation. Then they regretted all the stuff they didn't do while they were there. So my mission was, how could I go out and just speak to new students about, hey, welcome to university or college. It's going to go really quick. And then you're going to figure out that there was a lot of magic that you could have created here. So I'm just here to tell you the things you could do kind of now. So you don't regret having not done those things later. So I started kind of being this guy who was transitioning people out of high school and into university and then out of elementary school and then into high school. And always this message of just like, how can you complete a time in your life by acknowledging and thanking the key people who were part of it? And how can you start the next chapter of your life by creating meaningful, real relationships with awesome people around you. So that's kind of that rinse, repeat, recycle all about how to just have awesome relationships wherever you are in life. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, I'm seeing a true through line here because you're talking about appreciating where you've been and then looking forward and preparing for where you're going to be going next so that you can really embrace and maximize that opportunity but one of the things that is that through line for you is appreciation. And that brings me to the event that you do. I can't remember how many years you've done it now, but I know your goal is for it to be like a 55 year event. And that's the thank you event that you do. So 
Talk a little bit about that event and how that kind of ties into your perspective about appreciating people. Yes. My 55-year project. (laughs) This will be year eight of 55 coming up. By the way, you're like the king of committing to these things. You're like, I'm going to do a thousand Facebook lives or whatever. And then you like rock out like a gajillion days of Facebook lives in a row and stay committed to it. It's it's super impressive, honestly. But I think part of the secret to that is that you do vocalize the commitment to it publicly. Like it's not like on your vision board. It's no, I'm doing this and this is how many years I'm going to commit to doing it. Yeah. I sometimes think I'm a bit of a useless human in society if I don't articulate my commitments out loud because then I just end up like, oh, what did I do this month? Instead of, hey, folks, whether you hear me or not, this is what I'm up to. Now I said it. I'm going to get on with the program and do it. But the thank you event basically is this annual experience designed for entrepreneurs to do three things that we don't often do. First, look back on your year. Second, celebrate your progress. And then third is appreciate your people. Because especially in entrepreneurship, looking back is just dumb. It's like, what? Back? Why would I look there? And then celebrating progress. What? Why would I celebrate my progress? We're not at the pinnacle yet. And I don't have time to celebrate. And then appreciating people. Well, that's stupid. Appreciating people is just for birthdays, anniversaries, and funerals. So that's not happening this week. (laughs) I literally just kind of hijack entrepreneurship by gathering people once a year to do those things that we typically don't do. And no judgment. It's not a guilt trip here. It's just we don't do it for three reasons. We don't appreciate people because A, we forget. B, we think it's weird. And C, we don't know what to say. So if we forget, this event is the reminder. If we think it's weird, I'm sort of the crash test dummy to say, guess what? If you think it's weird, it's totally weird. So let's just proceed anyway. (laughs) And third, if we don't know what to say, I love just making prompts and frameworks and little approaches so that Well, here's a nudge to go say and send the thing that is weird to do now. But if you never do, that's going to be painful and a lot of regret if you don't get it out of your inbox or out of your mind. So thank you live is an event for that purpose. And the reason why I say I'm doing it for 55 years is because, again, accountability. I genuinely have a fear that I'll forget to do that ritual if I don't commit to doing it annually forever. This is a selfish pursuit to ensure that I look back on each year and celebrate my progress and appreciate the people in my life. And what's cool about it is that it connects me to some epic humans. I mean, I wouldn't even know you had I not met our mutual connection of Stu McLaren because he and his wife, Amy, came to that event. And that's where I first met him. He came up to the microphone and read one of the messages. I'm like, hey, man, we've known of each other, but have never met. Welcome to the event. So that's a little bit about that. And your eight of 55 is coming up. Plan to do it as long as I'm standing. And I just ballparked that. Yeah, 55 years. I think that makes me 90. (laughs) Easy. Yeah, we got it till 90. It's really cool because I love that concept of taking something that you desire to do an experience that you want for yourself and then asking yourself the question of like, how can I make it a community experience so that it increases the accountability for me? It deepens 
the value of that process for me. And it gets to invite others to experience the same kind of benefit that I get from doing this. And I think there's a lot that we overcomplicate in life and entrepreneurship that if we would just invite other people into what we're doing, we would be more likely to one, do it, two, it would increase the value of it, and three, we would have a greater impact on the lives of those around us just by inviting them into something we already desire. That's the goal. Just kind of keeping our own feet to the fire that we choose. We want to have our feet kept to. Yeah. Okay. So talk to me a little bit about appreciation and showing appreciation, how that builds these unforgettable relationships. It's a little bit of like a high and lofty topic that I think people can have a hard time going, what does that mean? And how is it actually going to benefit me? Like, why should I prioritize that? Let's talk about that. And then you can give us the breakdown of like how to make it really practical and take it from this lofty concept down to something we can do. Okay. We earlier were talking about bro marketing. So if I kind of go bro marketing on this, it's like appreciation. Yeah. Here's a couple sort of doors that I often sort of walk through on this topic. I find that this is a catalyst to get almost 100% response rate to every single message I send. So that's cool. I can track back to many hundreds of thousands of dollars sort of pointed at from a decade of just sending ridiculous out of the blue messages. I can share some of those examples. And then when I sort of share this brainwashing on my own clients that I coach, they're like, really? Just like legitimately like let people know the impact they've had on my life. And then what? Let's start there. (laughs) Seeing my clients create these really cool opportunities and relationships in their own business and seeing the fruits of that. It's cool because all the kind of like check boxes of more money, more clients, more leads, <laughs> more whatever, I can point all of it back to, okay, if you deliver unexpected appreciation online or in person in ways that are thoughtful, meaningful, and sincere, it is literally the bullet train to those outcomes. So bro marketing box shut for a moment. I'm happy to kind of go down any of those tracks that you point me in the direction of. Yeah. I love it because I talk about, I mean, I'm, I have a thank you note right here that I wrote that waiting to get sent out. I'm going to write another one today. And I love taking the time to handwrite a thank you note of appreciation. It's actually on my Asana task list because I will forget as well, even though that is my deep desire to do that. But it's amazing what I found sending a thank you note or a quick voice message to somebody how that has created a depth of connection in a world and an industry where connections tend to be pretty surface. I tend to be able to build trust really quickly just by showing appreciation and going out of the way to do something that others won't. And I've experienced that and seen that with you as well and the doors that have opened for you, whether that be like, yes, okay, people are actually responding to my messages because you know, I'm just showing up to show appreciation. It's like very rarely do you ever have an ask of any sort. And I have found, as many of my friends have found, that in business and in life, the relationships that you build are actually the thing that have the most return on investment, if you will. Like when we're talking about bro marketing in a way, but like, it's so true. I can point back 
to the money that I've made. And every single dollar is tied to a relationship that I have made. So I'm curious for somebody who's like, it sounds really great. Like, say thank you. Show appreciation. Practically, how do I do this in a way that feels genuine, authentic, memorable, not like I've done an Instagram reel about this, but not like one of those cards that's uh, written by a robot that's made to look like it's written by a human, like all of that kind of stuff. This isn't that. We're not talking about automating appreciation. What's your process for walking us through this? Well, if I go kind of practical, I love to sort of think of the who, what, where, when, why kind of questions. It's like, okay, well, who are you thinking about right now? Maybe it's someone on your team. Maybe it's like a VA. Maybe it's someone who you recently did a like Zoom event with. Great. If it is on your mind, maybe we start there. And then what can you send? Well, there's all these different mediums now. You could go old school and handwrite an actual card and mail it to them, which is epic these days. It could be a voice note. It could be a video. It could just be a text. It could be an email. There's so many mediums you can choose. Then in terms of what the heck do you say? I find that these seven words are usually like a great grease to get going on this topic. And these seven words are this. Hey, I just want to say thanks. If you just text those seven words to someone, hey, I just want to say thanks and save those seven words and like text that to one person a day for a week, different people each day. What you're going to do is four things. You're getting a response from them, either of confusion, where they say, for what? Or a concern where they say, are you okay? (laughs) Or maybe you'll get a response of sarcasm, like, you're welcome. Or the last response is, you might not get a reply because, hey, people are busy. Your message might get missed. But hey, I just want to say thanks. You send that out. You're going to catch people off guard. But it's probably not going to be anxiety-inducing. It's probably not going to be stressful. It's just going to make them go, what? Then all you need to do next is come up with one specific moment of impact. Like, hey, Shanna, just wanted to say thanks. Because back in the early days of me getting to know Stu, I came to an event called Tribe Live in Toronto. You gave an epic speech on stage about community. You reminded me of my residence life days. We had a hallway conversation about it. And I was very new at that event, kind of like new in that whole community. So I feel like I kind of had like a new friend in the new community by just having that conversation with you. And I was just put at ease because, you know, it's intense to be at a multi-thousand person event as the new person sometimes. So thank you for that. And that was in 2019 or 18, I think. If I were to send you that as a voice note, or a video four and a half months from now for no reason because it just popped back into my mind. It's going to give you pause. It's probably going to catch you off guard. It's probably not going to make your day any worse. In fact, it'll probably make it a little bit or a whole lot better. And all I'm saying is, hey, just want to say thanks and telling you a specific reason why. And I'm acknowledging that it might be weird. I often say this in my messages. This might be weird. But I literally just walked by the venue in Toronto where I went to this conference years ago where you spoke and here's the memory that has popped into my mind. I want to say thanks. And then I explain what I just told you. So it's as complicated and as simple as that. But one of the many approaches I use is the starting approach of, hey, I just want to say thanks. 
And then when you get a confused reply, you just tell them why. Yeah. And I love how you said it's almost like the pausing is the problem. Like we don't pause when a memory comes to mind about a person. We don't pause to take an extra 30 seconds to let that person know that we thought about them, even though we know if we were on the receiving end of that, it would make our day. And I think for some of us that actually need a system to it, right, to be able to actually have a daily moment in your calendar or on your task list that asks those questions of who's coming to mind right now and then acting on whatever is brought up. Yeah. You said Asana before and the pause. I find I get kind of locked up if I just look at a list of leads and start running down the list. I get kind of frozen. Whereas if I just go for a walk around my neighborhood and I take my phone with me and I just let people start kind of popping into my mind or I just sort of scroll through my contacts or scroll through Facebook or something and commit to send 10 messages on this walk. Really no goal, just send 10 messages. I find that if I'm stuck when it comes to maybe outreach or lead gen or other like just heady terms like that in business, if I just send 10 messages while walking, I find that sort of like a Venn diagram, it then makes me go, oh, then there's that person. I can reach out to that person for that collaboration or, oh, I think they said they need a speaker. Maybe I could speak at that or, oh, my client wanted to introduce me to someone. I will message my client. So I kind of go off the traditional tracks of make a list and reach out to the list. and like That's cool and necessary and important. And I love shuffling the deck and just being like, I'm going to go for a drive for an hour and people are going to pop into my mind based on a song I hear or a sign that I see on the side of the road or someone's name that's like on a storefront. And I'm going to take a picture and I'm going to send it to the person or I'm going to pull over and take a video while I'm by like a 18 wheeler truck because it reminded me of like a road trip that I took with my band where we met three key people who are now clients from eight years ago, like random stuff like that, that sounds ridiculous and totally unscalable, which it is, I find is always cutting through. And I love that you actually do make it creative like that. I think I've heard you speak before and you said something about like seeing a street sign or something and you literally get out of the car. You're like this street sign right here with your name on it, like made me think of you. Those are the memorable moments. And so I know like it's so easy for us to get started, but it can still be really hard. Do you have like a framework around this? Like how do you take it to a place where you're like, you have done this so naturally. And I think as entrepreneurs, we do things naturally. And then we realize that it's not a gift that everybody has. And then other people want to know how you do it. And then you ultimately like start to figure out how do I craft this into a framework so that I can help others implement this as well. Have you gotten to that point yet? Yeah. So here's kind of a framework that I built around this that I use to guide people that I work with. So if you want to reach out to anyone, I've just made up this nerdy acronym. The acronym is reach. I love it. So R, research. Research the person. And it doesn't mean you have to get encyclopedia level like Wikipedia facts. It's just research could mean, oh, Shannon's got a blue background on screen. Cool. That's maybe all we need. 
just a point of connection. E, it stands for engage. Now, how can I engage a person when I want to reach out to them? And how can I do it in a way that's different and unique and thoughtful and personalized? And so maybe I literally go find anything blue around my house, make a little video clip. I'm like, Jana, Blake here, saw this blue thing, reminded me of your backdrop because your videos are epic. There, I'm in. Now it's like, you've never heard that message before, guaranteed in, in that way. So that's the E, engage. And plus, you're probably going to go, you'll be surprised or delighted or confused or just like, okay, whatever. But you're at least going to be intrigued and curious, which are the two things that are the hardest to do. And I think this is kind of where the speaker background comes in for you, because we need to create that intrigue and curiosity to get people to listen further. And just by being creative and how we make that connection point about why we're reaching out, you're naturally doing that. Yeah, it's true. Intrigue and curiosity, they're like superpowers in this world. So A in this acronym of REACH is acknowledge. It's how can you actually acknowledge someone or appreciate someone every time you message them? And it doesn't have to be you send them a gift basket and just like wash them in gifts. No, it's acknowledgement could be like here, someone else that you and I both know, Jamie Bright. She's awesome. Jamie put a post up probably three years ago about how one of her kids was like having a tough day. And she's just like, Hey, any parents out there, here's like a thing that I find just really helps just calm down kids. And sometimes it's just like a big, beautiful embrace for maybe even 10 minutes. And then the first time our son had a complete meltdown of a day, I remembered that from like a year prior. And I remember I took a shower with him. He was maybe eight months old and I just held him for like 10 minutes and I calmed down and my wife and I were freaking out because we were so new at parenting. Like, oh my gosh, what are we doing? How do we do this? He calmed down, went back to sleep. My wife and I sort of, whew, our anxieties reduced. And I sent a voice note to Jamie minutes later at like four in the morning. It was just to acknowledge her. I'm like, Jamie, this might seem random. You posted a picture like a year ago. Our kid just had his first meltdown ever. There were probably many more. I did the thing. I just embraced him for like 10 minutes. Just want to say pro tip. Thank you. Hope you're well. Yes, it's 4am. That might be weird, but we got a newborn. So it's all good. So Jamie just put a post up a year after I send that. And it's all to acknowledge people when you are in conversation with them. I think when Clubhouse started and you were like totally leading the charge in Clubhouse, you did this awesome thing. You do it elsewhere, but you put like this cool cartoon banana in your profile pic because I imagine one of the most common annoying questions you get in your existence is, so is it Shanna? Is it Shana? Is it Shahanana? <laughs> yeah. And the banana is like, it sounds like banana, Shanna. And I think I messaged you one time, just like, Shanna, the banana thing, genius. So helpful, so memorable, so cool, so smart. See you later. If I go grocery shopping in three years and I see bananas and for some reason it reminds me of this conversation, I might take a picture of the bananas, send it to you, be like, Shanna, hope you're, hope you're well. Done. I'm out of there. So anyway, all this is to say, A is just acknowledge people when you message them so that they know, oh my gosh, 
This message is for me and no one else on earth. That's cool and actually quite easy to do. And we all want to feel seen. So it taps into this like really deep internal desire when we live in a world where we are surrounded by people all the time. And yet most of us feel overlooked. Right. And acknowledgement, appreciation. Yeah, it might seem like tricky and overwhelming if you're not like a a soft, sensitive soul, but literally it's just, did you say a thing that made them go, whoa, yeah, that's me they're talking to. Cool. And then in this REACH acronym, the C stands for call to action. Like, did you actually have some kind of call to action in the message? Did you actually make a request? It doesn't mean buy my stuff. It might mean let me know when you see this message and we'll pick a date for our meeting. But having these call to actions every time you message people so that you can clearly make decisions together. And then finally, the H stands for high five. It's like, how can you make your messages, your communication fun, upbeat, and celebratory? It could be something as simple as when you finish a back and forth in Messenger, maybe you just send like a GIF. Or when you finish a coffee meeting in person, and you're departing from the cafe, just be like, this was awesome. Like just little things that kind of wrap up the interaction on an up. So that's what reach stands for. And sometimes this little reach framework is literally a 10 second interaction, all the steps. Sometimes this reach framework is a 10 year interaction if you can't actually access the person. And sometimes this reach framework, you're literally looping it hundreds of times with your dearest friends or business colleagues. Yeah. And the thing I think is super cool about it as I'm listening, there's elements of it that I teach inside of my community training. We teach like how to up-level your engagement inside of your community. And we teach the ARC framework and the A stands for acknowledge because so often we just are so quick to go to the resource, the answer. And we forget to acknowledge people, acknowledge what they've said so that they feel heard, that they feel understood. And it's that reflective listening. I've learned this through my years of marriage counseling, right? This reflective listening, reflecting what we see in others, reflecting what we hear that is really valuable. You've really used it in one-on-one kind of relationships. This is 100% applicable to how as business owners, we show up for our members, our customers inside of our community, because we talk about, we leverage AI and automation to create space for the unscalable human to human connections that make a difference and that will make us stand out. And I am wholeheartedly a believer in the fact that as AI becomes more and more prominent, the way to stand out as a business is to have these kinds of interactions because people are going to feel less and less seen. The humanization, really the dehumanization of the world is becoming really more prevalent. And this framework that you've shared can be inside of our Bonjuro videos. You know, I have this video messaging guide that walks you through like how to do video messages. I send a personalized video message to every new person that hits my email list. Now it takes me a while sometimes to get through them. But every single person gets a personalized message from Bonjuro. And so I love even thinking about how that framework can apply and how it is naturally applying. Sometimes I see their domain and I just mention like, oh, how cool it is. Like you teach dog walking or whatever it is, you know, and they are like, man, I thought this was just a pre-recorded something. But 
It's not, it's personal. And so if you're listening to this and you're like, yeah, that sounds really great, but I'm not really in like the relationship business. I don't really have affiliates. First off, we all are. If you haven't needed relationships to carry you forward in your business yet, you will. Because when things go south or we hit rock bottom, it is the people in our life that keep us moving forward and pick us up from the pit and help us move on to that next season or phase or whatever it might be and remind us of the gift that we have to offer. And so cultivating those relationships is very important just for you as a human, not just as a business owner. But I think if you take this approach and you ask this question of like, what would be possible if at least once a year, every single person inside of our course membership group coaching program had this kind of touch point with me or somebody on my team where they felt individually and uniquely thought about, seen, valued, and appreciated. How would that change the experience inside of that community? That'd be rocket fuel right there. (laughs) Just that conversation alone would probably be profound, let alone the actual execution of it and the impact on the recipients. Yeah. And I've worked with a lot of online communities and a lot of business owners, and I don't know any of them that are leveraging this kind of framework in what they're doing. And so I love that you have put it into a framework because I think if you would have just talked to me about showing appreciation, I would have just thought like, oh, that's like a good human thing to do. Maybe it'll help me like get consulting clients one day or like build relationships that lead to other things in business. But to think about it as a way for us to cultivate deeper and deeper relationships inside of our customer community and our team. So I'm working on a talk right now for a big event I'm speaking at in January. One of the things I am kind of throwing in, I wish I could do a whole talk on it, but one of the things I'm throwing in is that you can have the best community strategy for your customers. But if your team isn't your primary community that you are cultivating It's all going to be for naught because having a terrible team culture and a team that doesn't feel seen and supported, that will ultimately sabotage everything else you're trying to do in business. And so this REACH framework, I can see as a business owner with multiple employees being something that I really work in on a monthly or quarterly basis, depending on how big my team is, making sure that I pause to think about each team member and express a genuine appreciation for the value that they are bringing to the team that's outside of monetary or gift or a Slack message or whatever it might be. There's a place for all of that. There's a place for recognition. We talk about that inside of my progress wheel, recognizing people's progress and celebrating people's progress actually helps them see their own value, their own progress, and then usually gets them to start having more momentum. So there's lots of extrinsic value to it. But I think just intrinsically to leave that impact on somebody is a value that is really immeasurable. Absolutely. And I feel like you are world-class at this because I find that I am such a one-to-one thinker that with you and your lens on community, building communities and elevating communities, especially online, it's like this 1% superpower Because I also think the expectation is like, whatever, I'm in an online group, whatever, I'm like one of many. So the way you show up and the way that you support business owners is spectacular because it's like, oh, shoot, I feel like a somebody (laughs) in this community that I am engaging in and that I feel a part of. 
Yeah. And all that does is it elevates that feeling of belonging, which is what we really want. Because when people have a place where they feel like they can belong, they show up more fully in the world. And that creates a ripple effect that has an impact for generations to come, even if we don't realize that. So Blake, I'm so grateful for you coming in and hanging out and having this conversation and breaking this down because it's something that I have witnessed as a friend over the years. I've been a recipient of a, a beneficiary of this gift that you have. So you coming and sharing this and us getting to think about it, not just in a one-on-one perspective, but how also does it apply to these communities that we're serving on a larger level has been a gift to me and is honestly going to impact the way that I'm serving my clients and thinking about uh, showing up for my clients and them showing up for their communities. But I know that you have a way for people to go deeper in this. Like if they're like, I am totally digging this, how do I really integrate this more into what I'm doing, whether that be for just personal relationship building, whether that be for I've got a big affiliate side of my business or because like I have clients who just genuinely they care so stinking much about their people that they're always desiring to go deeper with how they can show up for humans. So what's the best way for people to learn more and dive a little bit deeper? I mean, first things first, this one question I'll give you right now. And then I have a link that can sort of take it further. But the question of what do I appreciate about this person? Like if you're looking at a list of your team, if you're looking at a list of clients, if you're looking at a list of collaborators or affiliates, just what do I appreciate about Shannon? What do I appreciate about Blake? What do I appreciate about Steve, about Jamie? Literally inventory, like a sentence of what you appreciate about people and then tell them and call out that it might be weird. It's like, this might be weird. I just did this exercise and I wanted to tell you something that I really appreciate about you is blank. So yeah, it might be weird, but I thought it'd be more weird to not tell you. So just that as a step one, when you are doing anything in the relationshiping of business or life. And then if you actually want some resources, I built a three-part video series that's free. And it's just how to instantly connect with anybody when you actually want to reach out online. So that series can be found at instantconnecting.com. I'll now say it again in English, instantconnecting.com. Dot com. It's a three-part video series. Check it out. And frankly, it's just say the stuff that's kind of weird to say because it's the things that we say once people are gone. So just tell them now. It actually helps grow your business too. <laughs> You're like, and it, it helps grow your business too. I love that. And I'm just giving a call to action to everybody that's listening to this to right now, before you wrap up the episode, pull up your phone, close your eyes for a minute, do whatever you got to do to think of one person find something you appreciate about them and think the words are like, Hey, I just wanted to say thanks. Send them that message right now and let us know. Send me a direct message. I'll share it with Blake. Let us know what response you get, because I know this is an activity that you really encourage people to do. And there's been some really powerful connections and conversations and life-changing moments that have come from it. We're not promising that boilerplate, like We're not promised your life's going to be changed by this message, but you're 100% more likely to impact somebody else's day and have a life-changing, powerful, memorable moment when you send a message like that. So stop right now, send that message before you forget, and let us know how it goes. 
If anyone wants to put me in their phone as a real human, this is not an opt-in. This is just my cell phone number. If you want to message me and say, yo, what's up? Here's my cell phone. I love doing this on podcasts because it's like, it's just human. Okay, so 647-987-4359. Just text me if you've heard this and if you learned a thing and we'll just talk like humans. It's not an opt-in. I don't even know how to set it up, but I'll talk to you there. <laughs> You're like, I don't even know how to set this up, but Blake can be that person that you practice your appreciation message with. I love it. Well, Blake, thanks so much for hanging out today. And we're going to have to have this conversation again because it was incredibly valuable. Let's do a trilogy. Harry Potter started it. That guy's magical. I love it. All right. Thanks, Blake. Hey, if you're serious about creating a thriving online community, then you need to really understand the four foundations of every thriving community. I'm going to teach it to you in a free seven-minute training. That's right. It's just seven minutes. You don't even have to give me your email address to get access. All you have to do is go to freecommunitytraining.com or DM me the word training over on Instagram to get access. Hey friend, thanks for listening. If you like this episode, make sure to subscribe. Then do me a favor and leave a review letting me know what you want to hear more of. To learn more about the show or connect with me, head to shanalyn.com. That's S-H-A-N-A-L-Y-N-N.com. Until next time.